Welcome to another episode of Embracing the Gray with Vic and Kels, where we are here to challenge the all or nothing thinking when it comes to all things food, body, and mindset. And today we've got a doozy of a topic for you. This is a difficult one to kind of dive into sometimes, but it's weight stigma and, and internalized weight bias and kind of just how society does treat people in bigger bodies. And I'm really excited to talk about this topic with Victoria, just because we have completely different perspectives and experiences with this, uh, with weight, with how our bodies look and, and the lives, the bodies we live in. I've always kind of been in a straight or maybe a smaller body and I know Victoria has had experiences in a, a bigger body. And I know for me personally, sometimes I feel a little inadequate to talk about weight loss because it's not exactly a personal story or an experience that I've had. Um, but at the same time, I think it's really good to talk about and understand that again, guys, I, I will put this, if body image guys, like feeling good about your body or whatever else, if body image was really about the size of your body, then people in thinner or smaller bodies wouldn't have body image issues. And I promise you they do. So it's not a body size thing when it comes to body image. That really is a perception and the way that you see yourself and your self image. However, weight stigma and the society we live in and diet culture, that is also a reality that we are facing. So Miss Vic, when I brought this topic up to you this morning, what were some thoughts that you had? Yeah. So actually I, I know that you've read, um, the anti diet, you've read anti-diet by mm -hmm. Christy Harrison. So it's just, it's very interesting. It's a very hard concept. Like I, I think the, the main point that we probably should make is like, there isn't a good answer for it. And it's more of, I, I think the important thing is just being aware of it and being intentional with the way that well, one we talk to ourselves and then the way that we talk to others um as obviously from my perspective i would say i i i would say i'm still in a bigger body because i, I that's what i would say but comparative to you know 3 4 years ago um i am being treated differently and maybe that's just my perception but i do believe that i am being treated differently because i have i do look different now and it's almost it's it's difficult now because i have that comparison of people mm -hmm. and that oh like maybe i wouldn't have had this opportunity or that you know situation had i not looked one way versus another way gotcha and it's hard because that almost it's validating the beliefs that I already had in my brain when I was in a bigger body right I it's interesting and, and we'll talk about what actual weight stigma is in a second but something we talked about on our call yesterday, our group coaching call in the rediscover you free program because we talk about this stuff all the time is like, our, no matter what, our brains are going to look for evidence to confirm whatever our beliefs are. Yep. And we had talked about like what being in a smaller body or getting to your goal weight meant, right? Because you and I both know the number is completely neutral. Like it is all based on the, the meaning that you give it. 
Correct. a number on the scale is going to mean something completely different to, from one person to the next. But for her, for one of my clients, like that number or that body size, it meant that she could just go to the beach. Mm-hmm. It meant that she could feel a sense of belonging with her friends. That meant that she could go out to eat and not worry what she was, what others were, were thinking about what she was eating. My suggestion to her was, can you find evidence for women in bigger bodies who are going to the beach? Mm-hmm. Can you find evidence of women who are confident as F and enjoying and feeling a sense of belonging even in bigger bodies? Can you find evidence of women who are having amazing sex and beautiful relationships in bigger bodies? Yep. Because you, and I'm not saying again, I am in no way, shape or form saying that you cannot want to lose weight. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that you telling yourself that you can't do those things until you're in a smaller body is not true. If that makes sense. And I I saw this, it was a funny like meme on, on Instagram the other day and it was like the galaxy. And then obviously like it pointed to this little speck of earth and it's like, do you really care about the cellulite? Like, and it was just funny because I think maybe a year ago when I was, I I think probably around a year ago, like I was very impacted by loose skin. Yeah, I remember we we did podcasts podcasts of just like how much it was bugging me and like, who am I under? Like, I just had all these questions and now I could give a flying F. Like I, and I think it's just like with the confidence of knowing like the weight's going to stay off. And then also just like, I, I like, I've worked my butt off. Like who gives, I'm, I don't care if you're offended by like my stretch marks and my rolls and like my floppy skin. I really don't care. Now there are days that are more difficult than others, but like the overall arching thing is just like, are you really going to let yourself miss out on experiences because you got like some cellulite or some stretch marks? Like, and I, I remember I was on a walk the other day and I was thinking about like, when was the first time I, I had always like had stretch marks, you know, on my hips or whatever. But I remember in high school, my freshman year of high school, and I saw my first stretch mark on my arm, like on my inner arm, like right by my armpit. And from, I remember I was literally like it was yesterday. I was standing, I opened my locker. I saw my arm. I saw the stretch mark. I had a cardigan in my bag. I put my cardigan on and I, I swear to you the entire freshman year, I would not wear things that showed my arms because I saw one stretch mark, but that I, it was so weird. It just, that memory just came back to me so quick. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, you know, at that time I was really struggling, but wow, how much has changed. Oh, oh my gosh. Like you and I need to like, listen back to that episode when it was, I remember so clearly, Victoria, telling you this at the time, body image is a projection of our inner picture. It is about how we feel about ourselves. And I remember you saying at the time, yeah, you can say that, but like, and you were like, you were still in this space, but like, I have this loose skin. I have this, and and it's okay. Like, these are things that we're continuing to work through, but I just like, this is so cool that it's documented for you to be able to again, see Guys, I promise you, body image is a projection of your inner picture. It is your self-image. It is how you feel about yourself. 
And I, it's because I have talked to so many women who could be less than hundred pounds, who could have zero cellulite. We have someone in our group who's a costume uh, designer for all these amazing like movie stars, right? And like actors and actresses who are, are like yay big, like nothing, you know what I mean? And knows how much they struggle with body image and how much they hate the way their body looks. I promise you, I know it's frustrating guys, but body image has nothing to do with the size of your body or how much cellulite you have or how many rolls you have or how many stretch marks you have. It's inside your brain. And I'll just kind of give you guys a quick definition. This is from the anti-diet book um, from Christy Harrison. So this is from her book, not my words. <laughs> um, weight stigma is also known as weight bias, weight-based discrimination, fat stigma, or fat phobia. And its most basic level, at its most basic level, it's consistent systemic oppression over large-bodied people, which makes it difficult or impossible to find clothes or spaces that fit healthcare that's effective and non-discriminatory, equal access to employment, and other basic rights that we all deserve. Um, the social devaluation of people perceived to carry excess weight, which leads to prejudice, negative stereotyping and discrimination. So that's a quote that she had in her book. Um, but that's kind of a general overview. I think everyone possibly like knows what it is, but there's, and there's many, many books and Kelsey and I have touched on it before. There's, you know, the, it's kind of finding that like middle ground of, of what health is, what you know, it, it's, it's finding a balance between all the things, because I remember when I found intuitive eating, it was all intuitive eating and I couldn't talk about weight loss. And then I was able to find that balance of, I, I can do, I can have both. It's possible to have both. Um, and so sometimes I think, especially like in the recovery space, if you will, like it can be difficult because it seems like everything is on extremes and it's great to learn and to educate yourself, but sometimes it's like, well, where's that middle ground? No. Oh my gosh. I was just talking to a woman today and she was saying like, I don't want to be in recovery. Like I, because she's like, I had seven years of recovery and I hated my body. I hate because, and she has struggled with bulimia. Like a lot of us have. And her big thing was like, when I was in quote unquote recovery, I just gained a ton of weight. I didn't feel comfortable in my skin. And I know that's what a lot of recovery centers, and you've talked about this yourself, like, and that was one of the biggest fears you had with working with me. I remember talking about this and you're, you're like, I know what you're going to say when it comes to weight loss. And, and it's the same thing. I was like, and I told this woman, I'm like, I don't think you were really in recovery. Like recovery to me is that you are comfortable in your skin. You have the tools and tactics to, to work with emotional regulation. Like you, you are respecting your body. It's, it's not that you have to gain weight. So for you, I'd love to know, like that first night when you and I talked, what was your biggest fear of working with me? I, I think it was just that I had spent multiple years and this is, you know, post two treatment centers and a lot of freaking money. <laughs> Um, knowing that, okay. So obviously setting, I was doing Octavia for one month. And then I, I knew that that innately like went against my values as far as like recovery. Right. And I would say that would go against for both of us. Right. Yeah. But I also knew that I was 
like th- that this wasn't the weight that I was supposed to be or that like that I felt good in regardless of what the number is. Right. And so I think it was mostly just that you were able to validate and acknowledge like, yeah, that's fine. Weight loss is you can have that, but it's not everything. Like there's so many, and, and you didn't like point me to, you know, you, you didn't point me to what to eat. It was like, let's talk about your habits. Let's read Atomic Habits. That's the first book that I read going into that next month. And so I think it was mostly just the, I, I was scared because that, um, I knew that you were did intuitive eating and that was kind of like you had food freedom, but my only association to that was going to treatment, the treatment centers and that perspective. And so obviously it was just, it was completely different. Um, and I would say that, um, it depends on, you know, in treatment centers, like I, the first one that I went to was only for binge eating. And so it was a little bit different in the sense of, for the most part, it was mostly people that were in bigger bodies and so it was a little bit different versus the second place that I went, it was not separated out. And so there were people that were, you know, I would say the stereotype of somebody with anorexia, there was somebody that had, there were people that had bulimia or different types of things and binge eat. And so it was, it was all of us together. And so obviously talking about anything about weight loss was a completely different scenario than maybe the one that was just for binge eating, if that makes sense. No. And and that does, it's, it's just so interesting, right? Because there can be people in bigger bodies that absolutely fit the anorexia, you know what I mean? And and I think like that's, what do they call that? It's, oh my gosh. Like atypical. Atypical. That's like, yeah. yeah. And, And I would say for the most part, like I, I was just saying, generally speaking, like the stereotype you would think of, you know, for, for those things, that's, I mean, that's just me reinforcing the stigmas more, but that we all know what we're talking, like, I know. And, and it's just, so these are the things awkward. <laughs> like, and it's okay. And and that's why I wanted this conversation was just yeah. because it is still such a difficult topic to talk about. Like there's people in the intuitive eating world. Like the first principle is reject the diet mentality, reject the idea of weight loss and the desire for weight loss and this reject this weight stigma And you and I have like had to like toy with this idea a lot. And I have clients who definitely do want to lose weight, but they don't want to do it in the extreme ways they've done it in the past. And so like, for me, I've had to come back to this middle ground of like, yeah, you know what? Weight stigma, like it's real. It sucks. It sucks. Like it sucks. And there are things that are not an issue for me now that were three years ago, like I remember getting on a plane and I had to ask for a seat. The first time I got on a plane and I had to ask for a seatbelt extender, like that's not a worry anymore. Mm-hmm. But I remember that feeling when I was there and I was like, the first time I had to ask and I'm like, shit, there's two people in the row with me. I'm on the window side. Like I have to reach up, like the inconvenient, the thought process of my brain was just like, I am such an inconvenience and I can't believe that like, this is my, like, I, I mean, I can like go back now remembering it and just feeling like, ugh, like this is so frustrating or going to a doctor's office and it's like, th- you don't fit in the seat. So go just stand in the corner. Like those types of things that 
it's just really hard to like it's hard to live now with the transformation and the health journey that I'm on because I now don't have to worry about those things and my life is easier because of it and also knowing that like I'm no less of a person based on those things but it's like I but it, it's it is definitely reinforcing the fact that yeah it, it just reinforces the the culture and and whatnot um ugh. I think the thing that sucks for me is like especially at a doctor's office yeah where like if I were to come in with exact same symptoms as someone in a bigger body they may actually deep dive and give me more tests as opposed to someone in a bigger body they may just like yeah just go lose some weight yeah. go lose some weight and I'm just like what the heck dude like you don't have no idea like what their habits are you have no idea like the kinds of foods that they're eating how often they're exercising like the whole idea of health at every size isn't this idea that everyone like health at every size means that you can have healthy habits in any size body and you have no idea where someone is on their health journey you have no idea what their mental health is like you have no idea what their blood work is like you don't know you are judging based on outward appearances and it was on vice versa like when i was at my sickest when I hated myself, my mental health was down the drain. And I was like, I was, I was literally, I was my wrist. I was having all sorts of like bones breaking in my body because I was over-exercising and not nourishing my body. And yet I was being complimented left and right for my discipline. Like, please recognize guys, you cannot judge a book by its cover. Yeah. And the more that we can at least... I think talk about this and start helping more people see that this stigma and, and treating people differently based on the way that they look is, is dangerous, sometimes even deadly. And it's not helping anybody. Someone like who's in a bigger body, they know it. They are well aware. <laughs> like yes. they in no way, shape or form need you to let them know. Yeah. Like, and shaming people and belittling people will never help them make behavior change. It's only going to drive them to those coping mechanisms and to those things and continue the narrative that they are unworthy and they're unworthy of being taken care of, which I think is somewhere where you and I kind of wanted to take things next. We are again, I don't think you and I are actually really part of the body positivity movement. Like that's not no. really, that's not my jam. I am very much a fan of body neutrality. Yep. That no matter how you feel about your body, like, right, Victoria, I mean, I know like you don't have to love your skin. You know, you don't, you don't have to love the fat rolls. You don't have to love the cellulite, the stretch marks. You don't have to love those things about you, but this is the body that you've been given the vehicle that you've been given to live this life in. And it is damn sure your responsibility to take care of it. Yeah. I mean, I think that I, yeah, it's, it definitely has changed over the past year of me going from feeling like, and, and I would say there's maybe still some hints of it, but just feeling like now that I do have loose skin, it's like a reminder slash punishment for the way that I did treat my body 
but in no way is that a indication of how I'm going to treat my body today and in the future. And so just, I mean, basic things like just kind of, and we've mentioned this before, but really just like talking to younger me and taking care of me as if I was younger and needed that type of like direction and uplifting comments and things that are like not harmful to my brain because I know that when I am just kind of more like yeah it's my body and you know we're gonna go for a walk because it makes you feel good not be not for any other reason like not trying to cancel out the cheese it's you just say or the apple or whatever it is like just because you are a better person after you get some time outside like for the sole reason of you are nicer to yourself you're nicer to others like just coming at it from that area versus like that shame aspect. 100%. I think for me, like, so we have our freedom method roadmap and the first module, like the first thing is F find your why. And we go really deep and in depth into understanding, like we go way into depth into weight stigma, internalized weight bias, um, why dieting doesn't work, uh, type things, in that module. But one of the biggest things too, is like recognizing, can you put weight loss on the shelf? Mm -hmm. Again, I am in no way, shape or forming saying that you cannot still want weight loss, but I promise you when weight loss or fat loss, or however you want to put it, when it is your primary goal, you are far more likely to put your mental and physical health at risk And so all I ask is that your primary goal be to heal your relationship with food and your body, to respect and to come from a place of health and to really, we, again, deep dive into all the reasons why, but like, and, and to just let weight loss be the natural byproduct to the identity shift and the habits that you are, are cultivating. Yeah. And I feel like even the thought, I think for some people like saying weight loss on the shelf can be like hard to accept or to like negotiate with yourself about, but what if it's just you being open to the conversation that weight loss isn't everything and that there are other things that are, that you're going to need to heal and work on and And frankly, when you start working on those things, weight loss may happen without even focusing on it, but just like being open to the conversation that it's not everything. And, you know, drinking a hundred ounces or a gallon of water a day is not everything, or, you know, having just doing intuitive eating is not just everything. Like there's, it's all of the little things together that makes it regardless of weight loss, like think your body work. And so just having that understanding that it's, it's so easy to get like caught up in thinking that it's just like this one thing and going back to our podcast from last week, like it isn't just one thing. No. I mean, well, I mean, sometimes you need to just focus on one thing, right? But that doesn't mean <laughs> that I'm like, it's kind of contradicting our last week's episode, but, but really you do have to, it isn't just one thing, but sometimes you have to start so small and then progressively work up to other things. Seriously, guys, again, I will reiterate what we said in last week's podcast, go for a walk, like (laughs) like massive benefits, massive benefits for you to just start with a simple walk, even around the block. But it is going to be like, once you have that thing, then you stack something else. 
but it's also like you recognizing the progress and the person that you are becoming along the way. Like those are the biggest things. I, I will say this, like if you are eating a certain way or exercising only for weight loss, please stop. Because what's the, like, I promise you the moment that you don't see the number on the scale that you want, or the moment that you don't feel like your body looks the way you want, you will give up the health promoting behavior altogether. You'll say, what's yeah. the point of even trying? And I listened to, I'll have to send you it. It's a Alex Hermosi. It was like three things that this guy had asked him, like that you would say if you were to die today or something. Mm -hmm. And one of the things is if I can't do it for the rest of my life, I'm not doing it for today. Ooh. And it's like, it's just, I mean, it it's about sustainability. And it's like, if you're not going to do that for the rest of your life, then you probably shouldn't waste your time doing it today. Cause it's going to take a lot of energy. It's going to take commitment. And it's like, if you're not going to be able to sign yourself up till you're, you know, in the grave, then it's probably not worth it. I, I love it. And I will say too, like the other thing is just kind of focusing on the belief. Like there have been other areas in your life where you did things that felt impossible. Mm -hmm. Like for you, I know there was like nursing school or getting yep. and working in the emergency department, or there have been other things in your life that felt absolutely unfamiliar and felt impossible, but you were able to figure it out when you decided to do it. Like it really comes down to that decision and just recognizing like, I didn't finish nursing school in a day. It was the little things that I did over time. And every time I did those things, I casted a vote that gave me evidence to prove that I am this type of person. And that's what, that's our approach when it comes to weight loss in the rediscover you free program is like, we're going to continue to work on your belief that it's possible for you. Cause that's the biggest thing that I think keeps people stuck as well is they have it. They have the internalized weight bias and the weight stigma stuck in their head that this is just who I am. I've mm -hmm. always been the biggest, the bigger girl. I'll always be the bigger girl. I'll always struggle with my weight. I'm always going to like, I'm never going to be able to go to the beach with my friends. I'm never going to be able to feel like I can just change my clothes in front of other, whatever else. That's not true. That's not true. Those are thoughts. And by you believing those things about you, you're going to continue to just find evidence to confirm that belief. And so we've got to really work on those, on those beliefs and, and understanding, like you said, that no matter what your size is, no matter what happens, no matter how society may be treating you, you are still worthy of respect. You are still worthy of, of feeling good about yourself. And the whole your whole life in reality is a reflection of you. So if you believe that you are unworthy, if you believe that you, right, you have that internalized weight stigma, right? You think I'm in a bigger body. So I'm lazy. I'm undisciplined. I'm unworthy. You're going to see that reflected back to you by the people around you. I love it. Yeah. So anyway, I thank you again for talking about this again. I it's, it's something that I it's on the top of my mind a lot. Um, especially cause I have a fear that people are always going to like, look at some of my content and be like easy for you to say. Mm. Um, but I, anyway, I recognize and, 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 and. <laughs> <laughs> It's all, it's, it's all a thing. So hopefully this will give you guys some things to think about. Um, and 
if you want some more resources when it comes to weight stigma, or um, there's also a thing, if, especially if you're at a doctor, there's, I, I know there's a company out there called No Weight, No W E I G H T. So if something like, if you don't want to be weighed at a doctor's office, and it can also help kind of, I know that that's a resource. Yeah. I mean, you, I also was just talking to somebody the other day and they were like, they thought that they just had to get weighed. I'm like, you can say no. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I weigh myself on the same scale every, like, I, I'll just tell my doctor the number when I get there because it's like, I already have that consistency or yeah. you can just choose to not weigh yourself. I mean, those are options and it is very interesting going, I went to an eating disorder, like informed doctor and they didn't, they had like, they did blind weights where you just stand facing the other way, like you can do those things. It's more of that you kind of, if you obviously not everybody can go to a provider that's like that. And so you just have to advocate for yourself of like, Hey, you know, and that you don't have to explain it to the nurse or the physician or the um, medical assistant or CNA. Why? Like you can just say no. Um, or like, I, again, like I just, I just tell my doctor when I get in, cause I just, for the sake of consistency, um, but I think people think that they have to, and it's like, you don't have to, you don't have to. And like BMI is not an indicator of health. No. Like pro athletes are morbidly obese on the BMI scale. Like there's, it is not an actual measurement of overall health. And so if you guys are looking for resources, please feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to, to help you any way we can. Um, and like she said, self-advocacy, like if you want to feel better about yourself, one of the six pillars of self-esteem is self-advocacy. Maybe that's something we can talk about next week is the six pillars of self-esteem. That'll be good. Um, and it's, so if- I have something interesting we'll have to talk about next week with it is, you know how we always, like we've talked about like BMI not being an indicator and what it's really based on. Do you know what the 10,000 step a day is based on? We'll is have it, to chat about it next oh week. Oh my gosh. Like, yes. Stay no. tuned. God, I, I know I've learned this. Like, I'm like, last man, year. this is an arbitrary number. Like it's so it, arbitrary. It really is. It's, it's so funny. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause sorry, there's things where I'm just like, I think, oh yeah, everybody knows this now. Oh yeah. Everybody. No, they don't know it. So I need yeah. to, we need to talk about it. We need to share yeah. like guys. Well, and 10 there are days if I'm not getting 10,000, it's the same thing. Like uh, now I'm not necessarily about that. Like with my weight, but if I don't get 10 that I'm like, well, I'm just not productive or like I had, I didn't have an active day. And it's like, you just cleaned your whole house or like you yeah. went on a walk and you still got activity in, but it's basing things and your feelings and your beliefs off of an arbitrary number. It is quite literally arbitrary. Like, so we'll, we'll have to touch on it next week. Don't Google it. You'll have to wait. You'll have to wait. Oh my gosh. Seriously. Our thoughts are freaking, I know yesterday I, know. I, I sent it to one of my clients. I'm like, I got 1500 steps in the whole day. I'm not beating that used to in the past would freak me the freak F out. Up. And I'm just like, yeah. no, all right. Like, <laughs> um, like, and then do you have any information on uh retreat? retreat? Yes. So yeah, guys, please be sure. Um, let me know. I'm so excited. Uh, we've got little like gift bags that are coming together, like the whole swag bag, ooh, which I'll have to talk about with you ooh, in a bit. Uh, through this recording. Um, but also super excited that um, it's all kind of coming together. The whole idea is rediscover your story and just an opportunity for you to zoom out, take a moment, realign. What is your purpose? What are your core values? What are the things that are important to you? So I'm so excited about this whole thing. Uh, I'll 
But yeah, if you want more information, just go ahead and click the link down below or DM me at rediscover.uyou.free on Instagram. Would love to have you guys join us. Yeah, we'll chat with you later. Have a great day. All right. Bye, Bye guys.